For more than 100 years, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. Defensive lineman Cullen Jenkins, a Detroit native who played his college football at Central Michigan, came to Green Bay as an undrafted free agent in 2003. Now, his older brother Chris was already an all-pro lineman for the Carolina Panthers. That fact aided the younger Jenkins as he embarked on his NFL career. When I went to Central, I didn't have much faith that I, my career would go anything anywhere past that. And watching Chris get drafted second round and then have the success he had. And, you know, me and Chris, we competed a lot growing up. And that motivated me to make me feel like I actually had a chance to, you know, pursue it as well. You played, you weren't drafted, but you played in NFL Europe. Tell me about that experience. Where'd you go? I mean, where, you, where were you playing? That type of thing. I was with the Cologne Centurions. And, uh, you know, NFL Europe was great. And I'm so, I was so disappointed when they got rid of the league because I know how much it helped me on my journey. And, you know, after, you know, I came to Green Bay as an undrafted free agent and got cut the first year and I sat home and was landscaping and I didn't think that football would be something that would happen. And when I, they sent me to Europe and I went out there and got the experience and, you know, I got the praise from all the coaches and teammates who had played in the league previously. And it just like renewed my confidence and, and my drive to make it happen. So you come out of NFL Europe, you get another shot with the Packers and you stick this time. Uh, tell us about that and, and how did that all come about? I remember coming to training camp uh, second year and I was not a happy camper. And uh, they might have helped me because all of the anger that I had built up and, you know, my whole, my whole mindset was if Green Bay doesn't want me, you know, I know somebody else will. And so I was just, you know, I remember it was times when we were in camp that I was ready to just leave, you know, to go see the family, you know, to sneak out at night and, and just do all that. You know, I was not a happy camper, but, you know, that drive, you know, that I had, that anger I had, I, I used it to my advantage on the field. In the fall of 2004, Jenkins earned a spot on the Packers roster. Two years later, he replaced Kabir Baja Biamela finishing the season with six and a half sacks. I had the opportunity, I just kind of took advantage of it. And then at the end of that season, I remember Coach Sermon had a talk with me that really kind of stuck with me. And he said that he didn't want me to be happy and complacent with just being a backup on the team. You know, he didn't want me to look at myself as just a backup. He wanted me to keep improving and work towards being a starter. And that always kind of sat with me because I think, you know, to some extent, I was kind of just happy that I had made the team and I had got out there to contribute. And that really, you know, kind of reset my goals. Want to talk to you about two seasons in particular. And one was the 2007 season that I used to call kind of the blessed season. But I remember talking to John Kuhn a while back and he pointed out to me that, yeah, that team may have come out of nowhere to make an NFC championship game run. But you guys had some big-time talent on that team. You had Charles Woodson. You had um, Aaron Campman was a great player on that team. You had uh, a young Nick Collins. You had, 
you know, there was uh, Al Harris was still on that team, if I'm not mistaken. And you had some real good talent on that defense, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you look back at that team, and, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we were the two seed, and the Cowboys were the one seed. And, you know, we were kind of looking forward to the rematch from earlier in the year when the Cowboys had beat us. And then all of a sudden the Giants came out of nowhere. And, you know, I think, you know, we felt like, oh, this is our chance. We're playing a championship game at home. You know, like, we've got, and that game was on my birthday too. And I'll never forget how disappointed and cold. And I, I shook at home for like an hour after that game. But that year, you know, it was a great run. We did come up short, but, you know, we had great guys in that team, great talent, and it was a great run that year. There was, the storybook game of that season had to be the Seattle playoff game the week before the NFC Championship game in the divisional round of the playoffs when it started snowing at Lambeau Field. and <laughs> You guys are down 14 nothing, and then score like 42 unanswered points. That had to be fun. Oh, that was. I still have a picture. Uh, I have a big uh, poster picture from after I got a sack in that game, and I was doing, you know, one of my dances with all the snow coming down in the background is one of my favorite pictures. I, I thought one of the favorite uh, shots of that game was uh, the crossbar of the goalpost, and there was like an inch of snow on the cross, sitting on the crossbar. Um, one other game that season that that uh, we've talked about, and that would be the Denver play, uh, Denver game on a Monday night at Mile High Stadium, when you guys really started to serve notice that you were going to be a factor. You're playing the Broncos at Mile High, that you get the game to overtime, and then Brett Favre wins it on a pass to Greg Jennings. Talk about that game. What did that mean? Is that a game you remember of all the games you've played? Yeah. Um, you don't remember, you know, as you get older, you don't remember a lot of the details in the game, but you do remember those key moments in it. And, you know, you, you vividly remember getting to overtime and, you know, it being you know, a, a big, big time fight in that game. And then to win it the way we did with, and you know, we kind of didn't expect it because you know, the, the way the game was going, you know, it was a big time fight and we were battling back and forth. And next thing you know, you know, Britt and Greg pull off this great play, you know, this, this bomb that and the whole sideline just erupted and everybody, you know, and I tell you what, this, one of the things that you miss about football is like flights like that, the flights back home after wins like that, just being in the locker room after games like that, the excitement that, you know, everybody just shared together. Yeah, you can't replace that, can you? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nothing you can. I mean, I go fishing sometimes and play a little golf, but it's, it's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you birdie a hole, it's not that. No. <laughs> well, I don't know what it's like to birdie a hole well. yet. <laughs> <laughs> A coaching change on the defensive side of the football brought Don Capers to Green Bay. This is when Cullen and the Packers took off. 2009 uh, happens a coaching change for you guys on defense. And it was uh, Dom Capers coming in. You got to the playoffs and you played an epic battle against the Cardinals down in Arizona um, and lost in overtime and on a uh, weird play. Uh, did that kind of meld things together for you guys, give you a purpose, a focus going forward to the next year? Do you recall anything like that? I think it did defensively because I remember that game and I remember how we felt after that. Even though we lost it on a play that, you know, was a little controversial, 
Mm -hmm. There's no way defensively we should have given up, I believe, 40-something points it was, you know, to get to that. And offense was playing great. You know, offense was, you know, fighting back, and they were putting up points as well to keep us in the game. But defensively, we didn't hold up our end of the bargain. And I think that really stuck with us going into the following year where we, we felt like, you know, we've got a great offense, we've got a championship caliber offense, but defensively we need to match their level if we're going to be a, you know, a Super Bowl caliber team. 2010 comes around. You guys are one of the preseason favorites uh, to go to the Super Bowl. And I remember everybody wore cowboy hats to the uh, season opening luncheon or welcome back luncheon type thing. That was really cool. Um, but injury struck. After a good start, you guys got a lot of injuries. Was there a point in that season, Cullen, where you kind of looked at it and said, well, maybe this is not our year with all these injuries? Yeah, it was, it was a lot. And we had guys going down left and right. If I remember to, I mean, at running back position, we were just like, you know, throwing guys in because everybody kept going down. I remember uh, Nick went down, uh, Jermichael went down. Um, I went down uh, San Francisco game. I think it was week 12, 11 or 12, and they almost put me in IR, you know, for the calf, because I tore my calf. But they told me they wanted to hold off just in case, you know, we made it to the playoffs. And we, boy, did we have some great, you know, front office wise. They did a great job of bringing people in, you know, to to pick up, you know, and be the next guy up. For it. And we had guys step up that year that we just, you know, couldn't have seen happening. When did you know that team maybe was special? Did, was there a point in time um, when you thought, Colin, this is it? it? I was. I was watching, and I was told I was watching from the sideline because I missed the last four regular season games that year with my calf. And, you know, just watching the team compete and fight, you know, for those last, you know, couple games that we had to win to have a chance to get in. And I mean, because I think the Giants game wasn't even close. I think we just destroyed them. And then, you know, when we went to Chicago or they came up. They came up. Yeah. And, you know, I think that one was a closer game, but we managed to pull it out, you know, to get into the playoffs. And, you know, after that, heading into the playoffs, you know, that speech that Woodson gave, you know, to everybody was just, you know, it, I try to tell people about that, you know, when you show them the rings and you show them the engravings on the inside, it's just hard to put into words like what that speech actually kind of meant to some of us on the team to hear it come from a player who's had as much success and done as many things as he had and just, you know, listening to him speak from the heart just really, I think anybody who wasn't bought in already, already definitely bought in at that point. Game itself. What do you remember? What was the experience for you like Super Bowl Sunday? I remember it being a lot of, uh, you know, one, just the, the prep. I think we had, you know, with, with Turgo, you know, Turgo being in there before because he was at the Super Bowl with my brother. And some of the knowledge that he gave us heading into there, I think really helped, you know, with, you know, don't get too excited before the game because, you know, you've got, they're going to sing this song and sing this song. They got to remove this stage and they've got, and he was saying, you know, too many people will get worked up and they get, and it's just a long wait. And you've got to just, you know, stay calm, stay relaxed, you know, and wait for the right time. And it, it I think that stuff helped out a lot and getting it. And one of the things we talked about earlier that I think was key for us winning that Super Bowl 
was if you rewind it back to the previous year when you s talked about the defense and how we hadn't bought in and you know with capers and everything I remember when we were preparing for the Super Bowl and he told us something that no no defensive line ever wants to hear he said I don't really want you guys rushing Roethlisberger and we're like huh He's like, because Roethlisberger does most of his damage when he escapes the pocket. So I wanted to just collapse the pocket on him and force him to throw from out of the pocket. If we can get sacks collapsing the pocket, then that's what we'll do. But I don't want people taking chances and, you know, getting upfield or jumping out gaps and giving them escape lanes. And, you know, that was something that, you know, we were like, well, it's not what we want to do, but if it's going to help us win, <laughs> we're going to do it. The Packers beat the Steelers in Super Bowl 45. Cullen left Green Bay in free agency after the 2010 season, continuing his career with the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins. But the Green Bay experience was unlike any of the others. I think that if it wasn't for Green Bay, you know, I probably wouldn't have had the career I had because I just think that the standard that's set here you know, just the, the veteran players, the way that the players acted, the way that they took coaching, the way that they taught you to study, to learn. Uh, Aaron Kempman, you know, was huge in, in me developing into who I am as a player. And without having guys like that around, you know, to see the Donald Drivers, to see the, you know, Amon Greens, you know, the guys who were just high character guys, you know, even though they've got all the success in the world, you know, they're still, you know, hard workers, humble people, you know, and willing to teach you. Because when I went to other teams, it, I was nothing close to that. And I see how a lot of these younger players come in and they learn from, you know, environments like that. And then they don't have, you know, they, they turn out just into what did they see around them. And I feel like Green Bay was just so instrumental into me becoming a player, you know, in person that I became.